Welcome to the Pay Yourself First podcast. My name is Chris Jolly, and I'm on a mission to financially empower millions of entrepreneurs. I want you to make and keep more money so that you can begin implementing and turbocharging a plan for creating financial freedom your way during the life cycle of your current business without spending a ton of time or becoming a professional investor. You see, most of the financial teachings out there are made for employees, not entrepreneurs. If you wouldn't listen to someone who doesn't have kids about parenting, why take business financial advice from someone without a business? Are you ready to break free of bad advice and follow the trail of other uncommon entrepreneurs so you can get from where you are now to the lifestyle you were aiming to create when you started your business? Then stick around. Here comes another episode of Pay Yourself First, where the only investment we offer is the one you make in yourself. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. As always, I'm very excited because we have another amazing six-figure-plus online entrepreneur with us today. Her name is Hillary Russell. Her business is the TRC Agency, and she is a fractional CMO. Hillary, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Chris. I am so excited to be here. Awesome. I'm really excited to have you. I know you're going to have a lot of value to share for the audience. And so it's just going to be a great conversation all around, I'm sure. Now, before we get into some of the questions, tell everybody a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and your business. And I know Fractional CMO is probably not a title most people have heard of. Sure. Yes, absolutely. So I guess I'll give a little bit of context about how this came about. I started my career in digital marketing accidentally just over 10 years ago. I actually proudly dropped out of college because I just was bored. To be honest, I wanted to get my hands dirty. I wanted to get into the workforce and get my career going. And so I, as a young 20 year old, jumped right into the corporate world. And the first organization that I received a role with was a healthcare corporate company here locally where I'm based in Salt Lake City, Utah. There's an area that we consider Silicon Slopes is what we call it. And there's a lot of tech startups there. And this company was based there and was a healthcare organization that primarily focused on serving B2C. So they had individual clients that they were helping to educate. And the month that they hired me, Now, mind you, I had no prior experience, but the month that they hired me, I remember the VP bringing me into his office and saying, hey, Hillary, we just acquired two B2B e-commerce healthcare companies. We have no idea how to market or sell for these companies. And you don't either. Do you want to take a stab at it? And I was terrified, but also really excited. It was absolutely a baptism by fire experience. And I ended up spending the next few months really just getting on LinkedIn, looking for any expert in the marketing space that I could find that would meet me for coffee or lunch or sit down with me to chat and asking them my list of questions. So that's really how I got started in the marketing space. But It paid off. I was able to implement what I learned. And that year, those two companies did over 14 million in revenue. So it definitely paid off. And that was the rest was history, as they say, right? After that, it ignited my love for digital marketing, but also in sales, right? In building partnerships and in leveraging different strategies for growing companies. So over the next 10 years, I worked with many different corporate organizations and then 2019, 2020 hit, which was a game changer for all of us. I'll share this part of it because it is important context, at least in my story. And I'm sure that a lot of 
entrepreneurs in the audience can relate because sometimes life throws those curveballs. But in the end of 2019, I found out I was pregnant and it was not planned. It was not something that I was anticipating that I was planning my life for. It was definitely out of the plans. And not only did I find out I was pregnant, I was also single. And I was very sick that year through the pregnancy and completely lost the ability to even work. I was pretty much bedridden for that entire pregnancy. And so at the beginning of 2020, I had my little boy, but that really was such a humbling experience for me because it crushed the idea or the vision that I thought I was working towards. I had this idea in my head that I would just climb up the corporate ladder and that one day I'd have this phenomenal career that just basically was where my significance would come from. And that absolutely was crumbled through that year because I really couldn't work. I couldn't do a lot of things that I was used to doing on a day-to-day basis. And so when 2020 started, I had my little boy at the beginning of the year. And right as I was about to go back for maternity leave, the pandemic hit. So turn of events, I had this moment where all of us, I think all of us had a lot of things going through our minds at that time. But for me, what was going through my mind was I have two options here. I can either go with the flow of everything that's happening with the world, work from home with this corporate job that I have and miss out on my little boy growing up as I'm working this nine to five job, making money for someone else. I can take all of the experience that I've gained over the last decade and do something with it and make it my own and really create a life that is by my design, not by someone else's. And so that's what I did. I got my LC, I got everything all set up. And within three months of going all in, within three months, I was able to replace that six-figure income and just do the agency full-time. So it was absolutely something that... I just dove in and didn't look back. I love it. Um, yeah. So unique. I think that was a an interesting time for us all, but it was definitely a great time to start a business, at least for me. Yeah, that's quite a story. And it's amazing how when you have kids, your life and your priorities and what you thought about life totally change. And it becomes less about what you're creating for yourself and more about what you create for others and leave behind. Oh, that is so true. Beautifully said. But yes, you're exactly right. And to be able to come through all of those changes and come out of it in a better position and doing something for yourself and that you love to do and that allows you the freedom to be with your son and do all those great things is just amazing. I think a lot of people wouldn't have that gumption or they'd be too frightened to go out and take that leap with everything else going on, but you did it and you hit a big home run. So I love hearing that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll say this because I have the opportunity now to work with a lot of different businesses, but a lot of entrepreneurs and individuals starting their businesses. And one of the things that I often hear the mindset or the barrier mindset of, I can't make this successful yet because I can't put enough time towards it. And I just want, if anyone can relate with that on any level, I just want to completely kibosh that. It is possible, right? It's not a matter of not having the amount of time. To put it in perspective, during those first couple of months, I maybe only had an hour or two per day to really put towards growing a business. It's not necessarily about the amount of time that you can put into it. It's more about how determined and how focused that time can be. If you are spending your time on actual income generating activities, you'll make it happen. 
if you're spending it on changing the margins of your website space, then probably won't happen. Yeah, that's so important and so crucial and something I feel like, especially first time entrepreneurs get really lost and there's so much to do in a business and so much to build. And it's really easy to disappear into that minutia of, oh, I'm going to do this and it's going to make things better. But if it's not driving sales to your business, you're just playing around, right? Exactly. Exactly. And I think one of the best motivators and maybe take this with a grain of salt because it's not for everyone, but one of the best motivators for me is doing something so that it forces me to create the rest of, of the result. And what I mean by that is I knew coming from the world that I came in the marketing and sales space, I knew that a business could not exist without paying clients. And so that's where I focused first is getting clients through, right? Getting some clients that were that were in full transparency, knew I was just starting out, but were willing to get started. And to be honest, Chris, I had those first couple of clients before I even fully knew what the product was going to be. But it was an opportunity to really use their feedback to create and evolve and build something that would truly fulfill the needs of my clients long-term. Yeah. And I think that is also important. Everybody wants to have it all figured out beforehand before they take a leap to know that it's going to be safe and that it's going to work out. But really the best way to do it is just get started. And that's why so many of these tech companies, for example, have what they call a minimum viable product and they don't work to get all the bells and whistles right. They just want something out there so they can get money coming in the door and get that customer feedback. And I think a lot of coaching and consulting and marketing businesses start out that way. You got to get the money in the door first so you can do all the other things. And then once you have the people in, then you start to figure out what the product is and how you can help them best and all that. Exactly. Exactly what you said that a lot of us maybe hesitate on or use it as an excuse not to get started right away because it's scary and we don't have it all figured out yet. But the truth is, if you wait until everything is perfect to get started, you'll never get started. That's right. Things are never perfect. You're never going to magically have more time. Life's not going to be easier down the road. Just do it now. And then life gets easier, right? If you do the hard things, life will be easy. If you do the easy things, life will be hard. Exactly. Now, I want to ask you, the people who come to you for help, what do they, what is one of their biggest misconceptions about digital marketing? Good question. So with our agency or with the firm, we focus primarily on working with businesses in the wealth management and alternative investment space. So very unique types of clients and businesses that we work with. However, the pain points that they're facing in their business and the misconceptions they have about digital marketing are pretty similar to every other industry, right? So with digital marketing, I think that a lot of times one of the first misconceptions that we hear is all of us have this idea in our minds of what digital marketing is. And that's shifted so much over the last five, 10 years. So that's one of the first pieces is just getting clarity around what they believe that digital marketing aspect to be. And to give you an idea with that, 20, 30 years ago, marketing was posting an ad in the local phone book, right? Marketing was printing off flyers and going to post them around local businesses or a billboard or maybe a TV commercial even. Nowadays, 
Digital marketing encompasses so much of what we are already. In fact, for anyone listening here, even without having a marketing background, you probably have more expertise in digital marketing than you really even realize. Because every single day, even as we are scrolling through social media or listening to a podcast or looking up a YouTube video to learn how to do something better in our business, that's all digital marketing right? And understanding that and helping our clients to understand that it truly is more of an ecosystem that we're trying to build, an ecosystem that builds education, authority, credibility, and brand awareness for their company versus that linear type of style that we saw that we saw in the past or early on, that's more of just a quick call to action that says, hey, if you need this, here's the number. Yeah, absolutely. Now I want to ask because there are so many different platforms out there and so many places to engage in digital marketing. How do you help your clients to stay focused and stay away from shiny object syndrome and not feel like they need to be on 700 platforms and have a presence everywhere? Oh my goodness. Oh, it's like you are reading our frequently asked questions that that we have. That's so funny. And honestly, too, I think, by the way, frequent that shiny object syndrome is something that all entrepreneurs deal with, right? We all are looking for the next best thing that can help our business scale. My rule of thumb and what the team and I reiterate and nail in with our clients is that when we are testing a new strategy or a new marketing tactic, even we're testing it for at least three to six months before pivoting. And the reason for that is because it's going to give us enough time to look at the historic evidence or the data of, is this truly working or not? Right now, obviously there are some qualification points that you'd want to look at before just throwing a dart into the dark and trying to do something as a new strategy. But that's our rule of thumb is that we test it for at least 90 days to six months to really see what the ROI looks like on that and what the client's quality looks like coming back from that initiative. In terms of platforms, I would say I'll use the analogy. Oh gosh, I can't remember it exactly, but it's basically, oh, there's a famous quote that says, if you were going to chop down a tree and you only had a certain amount of time to do it, the smart person would spend the majority of that time sharpening the ax before going in to cut down the tree, right? Same thing when it comes to marketing or to really any type of initiative with growing your business. The best use of time for that is going to be making sure that you have adequate data or adequate research that has been done to justify that it is a successful platform or that it would be successful for targeting your audience. But to give you an example of that, Lamborghini has a great quote that they came out and said, we don't do TV commercials because that's not where our audience is sitting, right? They're not sitting in front of the TV. So for Lamborghini to come say, oh, hey, we heard that TV commercials are the new hot thing right now. Let's just test it out. No, they did the research and they know that their audience isn't sitting there. And, and for our business in, in the agency, a lot of our clients in the wealth management and alternative investing space, we use that same type of analogy because their clients that they're targeting are going to be accredited investors, high income earners, a lot of physicians, dentists, that type of thing. So where are those people hanging out? What are they listening to? What are they consuming? A lot of times they're listening to podcasts on the way to their office. 
or they are looking for educational webinars to help further their education and investing or right different things of that nature. Not often are they getting on Snapchat to talk to their buddies or scrolling through reels of baby kittens on Instagram, right? So that's not going to be the ideal place to really try and get in front of them. So think about that for your business and look at it from a logical standpoint, right? Which is difficult sometimes. Our businesses are our babies. I get it. But look at it from a logical standpoint and say, my ideal client, what do they care about? What do they actually care about? What is it that they're trying to solve? What is their deepest desire that they're trying to solve and that I can help solve for them? And then think about reverse calculate that. Where would they be looking for those types of educational points, those types of solutions, those types of informative information, and then leverage those two or three different platforms? Yeah, absolutely. I think that piece of advice will help keep a lot of people off of trying to be on every single platform. And also the really other important piece that you brought up is the time factor, right? We as entrepreneurs, we want everything to go fast. We want the sales to come in the door now. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs, I'm sure, are doing marketing because they really needed to do it three months ago or six months ago and didn't and are now just playing catch up. And so they want to see those results. But it any strategy takes time, like you said, to actually figure out if it's going to work or not. And I feel like so many business owners don't give it that time. And so they hop from strategy to strategy and then they're like, nothing worked. And you ask, how long did you stay with it? And they're like, I tried it twice. I did it for six weeks. And then after I didn't get immediate results, that would be like if you went to the gym, lifted weights one time and said, you know what? I'm not super buff now. Forget it. Exactly. Exactly. And another thing too, and sorry, I'm a numbers nerd which I mean, it comes with the title, I guess. But another thing too, that I think is really important to keep in mind with this is a national statistic, right? A, a statistic that has been proven time and time again, shows us that on average, it takes between seven to 12 touch with a consumer before they actually trust your brand and trust your product. So to say that you're only going to test it out or only going to run this initiative for a short amount of time, two weeks or a month, which oh, that happens a lot. They're like, okay, we want to switch gears, right? That's not enough time. You've got to give it more time. The other piece too, that I think is really interesting. And Google actually did a, a study on this recently where they were looking at the trends with B2B business, right? So businesses working with other businesses and what they found that has shifted so much in the last five years is that by the time that a decision maker is coming to the point where they say, hey, we're ready to make a decision or we're reaching out to this company because we're interested in your services. At that point, they are already between 50 and 60% through the sales process. What does that mean? That means that beforehand, when we wanted to look for a solution for maybe a good bookkeeper for the business, right? We would look up our friends in our network and say, hey, who are you using? Give me their information. Let me reach out to them and see if it's a good fit. Nowadays, what do we do when we want to find something out? We go on Google. We get on social media. In fact, I was doing this the other day, super random, but I was looking on Instagram for some local fitness groups. That, that I thought would be a good fit and wanted to see what they were posting and if it felt like the right type of vibe that I would be interested in, right? It's not the same that it used to be. Consumers are educating themselves 
before coming to you for the education. So that is something that you can use to your benefit. If you're getting ahead of the game, like you said, Chris, with starting three, six months ago and posting type or putting information out there that's going to help educate your future clients, that's exactly what you're doing, right? You're giving yourself the opportunity to get in front of those individuals who are trying to educate themselves that will eventually look to you as the trusted resource. Absolutely. It helps with your credibility a ton for sure. Mm -hmm. And these days, if you don't have an online presence, you almost might not as well exist as a business because you're going to lose so much business and just people aren't going to take you as seriously. Exactly. Right now, I want to see if all of that wealth management and alternative investment stuff has rubbed off on you. So (laughs) I want to ask, think of your business as like a hose, right? And the money flowing through your business is the water. Now, as we know, hoses can get kinked off and it slows down down that flow. So what would you say for you right now, the thing in your business, the kink is that's keeping the, all that cash flowing through your business as much as it could? Oh, that's a really good question. Right now, our focus has really been in the last three months, building out our sales team. So we have an incredible source of leads coming through, just trying to build out the capacity to handle it. So that's really been our focus this past quarter is solidifying the internal sales team and making sure that we have the capacity to bring on the right types of qualified clients for our agency. Yeah, having an abundant amount of leads can be a good problem to have, but it can still be a problem, like you said, especially if you're not ready for them. Totally. Yeah, it absolutely can. In fact, I strongly believe that a business that grows too quickly is almost worse than a business growing slowly, right? Because you have to build out that structure and the foundation to to continue scaling. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Now for you personally, set the business aside for a minute. What is your biggest personal financial goal at the moment? So personally, my biggest personal financial goal is so intertwined with the business. I'm sorry. Of course. You don't Um, have to be sorry. Really is though. I so right now our main goal is to get to seven figures in reoccurring revenue within the business on an annual basis. So having that, which in the agency business model, we really work off of monthly reoccurring revenue. So getting to that point that it's at a seven figure annual reoccurring. That's our big goal this year. Love it. All right. Now, as you work towards financial freedom for yourself, do you have like a plan that you follow or what does that look like for you? Good question. I have a couple of different things. And to be honest, I feel that I am still really young, both my my knowledge of the vastness of how our wealth can really be built and how we can really leverage true passive income. I've made a couple of different different moves and investments that do decently well, but I think long-term the goal is to really get to a place that, that I have passive income that is building for me on a consistent basis, whether I am directly involved or not, if that yeah. makes sense. It makes total sense. And it's actually a great segue into the next question, because that's at least for entrepreneurs, a lot what financial freedom looks like. So tell me, let's say you get to that point and you have all that passive income and you don't have to be active in the business except for when you want to, and your time is your own and you have as much money as you could ever spend. What are you doing with your time then? What does financial freedom look like to you, Hillary? 
Man, that is something that I think about on a regular basis. I, and I'm sure like many here, right? I think that as entrepreneurs, we are constantly visualizing the future, but I, I really believe in having a solid vision to help manifest those types of things into, into my life. For me though, financial freedom and being at that point, the work doesn't stop, right? The work doesn't stop. Having the ability to impact others to realize and achieve that version of success for themselves is a very important thing for me and something that I spend a lot of my free time doing anyways. Love it. And I think that's one thing that kind of across the board you find out with entrepreneurs when you talk to them is that, yeah, making the money is great. And some people do go into business just to make money, which nothing against that. But most people go into business because they love to help others and because they want to make the world a better place. And so what you tend to find is with a lot of employees, they become financially free and they just want to retire because they work their whole life and they're done with it. And then you talk to entrepreneurs and they're like, no, I just want to start another business or I want to give to these charities or volunteer with my time and just give back. 1000%. In fact, it's funny because I think that at the beginning stages of an entrepreneurship journey, at least for me, the motive was really to make enough money to pay the bills, right? But once you get to a certain point where the money doesn't really make as much of a difference, right? Your needs are met and beyond. It is so true that when you focus on the ability to make a difference or the ability to make, to help solve a problem or to help others, when you focus on that, the money just comes. It's an interesting phenomenon to experience. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Now for people who want to know more about you do, Hillary, and find out more about your business, where can they go to do that? So for the agency, you can connect with us on our website, trcagency.com. Um, you can send me an email, Hillary, H-I-L-A-R-Y at trcagency.com. I also host a podcast called The Marketing Mastermind. You can find me and connect with me there. And then I'm on social media as well. So if you look up Hillary TRC, you'll find me on just about any platform. Connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and I love connecting with other entrepreneurs. So please reach out. I would love to hear from you. Awesome. Hillary, before we let you go, any parting words of advice or anything else you want to share with all the entrepreneurs out there as they build their businesses? Oh, thank you, Chris. This has been so fun. I think the last, the last thing that I'd like to say, and this is something that I try to remind myself on a regular basis because it gets hard, right? It gets really hard. But remember that at each new level of success, there are new levels of challenges. And when it gets hard, when it gets really difficult, that is typically the point that life is testing you to say, okay, prove that you can get to the next level. And then you're, and then you're there, right? And then you're on to the next level. So just a reminder that it's okay when that wall feels really difficult. It's okay to rest. It's okay to take a little break here and there just to recharge and build up your gumption even. But keep moving forward. Keep pushing forward, even if it's just 1% better every single day, that's enough, right? As long as you are being consistent in your progress, that's what will allow you to be successful. Absolutely. I love it. I was talking to an entrepreneur the other day and she was up against that wall and she's, you know what, I've done everything I know how to do. It doesn't seem like anything's working. And my suggestion was when you've already done everything, stop doing. And sometimes it's just about that. Like you said, I could do without the universe, the world, whatever, testing me as much as it has. But it often is those moments when it just wants to see what you're made of and if you're ready to go to that next level or not, because that's the filtering system. Exactly. 
Exactly. Amazing. Well, Hillary, I've had such a blast having you on. It's been great. Thank you for coming on to share your insight with my audience and myself. And yeah, it's been so much fun. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I've loved it. And now to all of you out there, if you've loved this episode as well, and you haven't had a chance to subscribe to the podcast yet, please go ahead and do that. And if you can leave us one of those five-star reviews, we really love that. And it helps out a lot. And then if you are a six-figure plus online entrepreneur like our amazing guest, Hillary, and you want to come on and share all of your value and insights and knowledge, we would love to talk to you as well to do that. Go to pyfpodcast.com. That's the letters pyfpodcast.com. And maybe we'll see you on a future episode. To everybody else, we'll see you next time. Hillary, thanks again. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Pay Yourself First podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also gonna get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community. In addition to all the knowledge, coaching, community, and systems that you need to create financial freedom from your business, you'll also receive a free financial assessment, a retirement planning session, and guided meditation aimed at helping you embody the feeling of true financial freedom. So yeah, you can just listen to the free content on these podcasts to help you move towards becoming a financially free entrepreneur. And sure, you'll likely see some results, or you can make the decision to commit to learning, implementing, and embodying what you need to know to create the financially free life you dreamed of when you started your business journey. Click the link in the show notes to answer a quick questionnaire, and you'll be on your way to joining the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur.